1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning into the Tina Talks podcast. Today is one of those days where I have a guest with me, and I know I say this every single time, but I absolutely know you're going to love this guest, and I know that because I do not invite people on this podcast unless I absolutely love them, and I know you will too, and Dr. Brenda is someone that I have had in my world for a good number of years. I actually don't even know how long. Uh, We have been connected through the most random things from my old marketing company to networking groups to being each other's uh, customer and client. Uh, throughout the years, and we keep just bumping into each other. And I always look at that as like true synchronicity. Um, I don't believe any coincidence happened, like we're supposed to be in one another's lives. And when Brenda talks, I listen. And I was recently uh, talking to her about something really, really raw and uh, open and vulnerable. And she's like, Tina, we need to unpack this. And so that is something that we're going to do on the podcast today. But before we do that, um, Brenda, thank you so much for being on here. I would absolutely love if you would share with our audience a little bit about yourself. How did you get to where you're at right now? Um, And I know I said this before we hit record. I'm sure we could do a podcast on just that. So we probably should have you back on. Uh, (laughs) But if you could give them just a little bit of a clue of who you are and how you got here, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on here, Tina. I just adore and love you and always have from afar and now up close. So I'm always grateful to be in your presence. So yeah, so again, it's like, whoa, yeah, where do I begin? But just to give people a snippet, I'm a chiropractor by trade. My husband and I both are. We own a practice we have for the last 22 years. And I have gone through so many life struggles myself that one of the things I had always done, not knowingly, but as a chiropractor, I had always shared with people and loved to share with my patients the things I have learned along the way. You know, I grew up in a big family. We were really poor in South Dakota. We went through some really hard struggles financially. We had um, alcohol in our family. That was a struggle for me. I had gone through that and experienced some pretty tough bullying for me in middle school. I was afraid of girls most of my whole life. That fast forwarded into getting married to my junior high school sweetheart in college, had a baby a year later because I thought that was the thing you do. That was the <laughs> next step. And so ended up moving to grad school in Minnesota and, you know, ended up separated and divorced because we just grew up to be two different people. And I was a single mom trying to figure everything out and get through school and then met someone who was just my best friend. And we were great friends for a couple of years before we ever dated. And then we dated and literally I just fell head over heels in love with the guy, thought my world was complete and then ended up being engaged to be married 
to him and finding out he had been cheating on me and I hadn't known about it and getting into this whole bodybuilding fitness world with him and into, you know, the drugs and partying that went along with it and had, he had a huge rock bottom. I had a rock bottom after that. He had a whole, you know, near death experience and a spiritual awakening. And mine came shortly after that. And we literally just were at the lowest places in our lives and luckily had divine intervention come in and say, you know, let's do it a different way. You know, let's figure this out. And then I want you to teach people what you know. And so through all of those struggles and then being just like addicted to trying to figure out what makes people happy, what makes people successful, what makes people feel worthy and adequate and enough and loved and just pulling patients aside and sharing that with them. And then realizing, you know, as I did that for about 16 years, that a few years ago, I'm like, you know what, I am having the time of my life helping people with these issues. And I want to do it more as my profession. And so I kind of took advantage of, you know, going through COVID in 2020 to sneak out of the practice, which was so hard because, you know, after 20 years, you just love everyone and the families and the children and the moms, and you've seen them go through marriages and babies and all of these other things. And um, so it wasn't like I was saying goodbye. It was just the next adventure. And so many of them have been able to witness that with me and along the way. And so, yeah, I just, today I fill my life with things that are so of value to me. I look at women and part of my job in working solely with women at this point is that I get to see their soul and hold their divinity and help them witness all of the things that aren't who they are, but that they're stuck with. And that comes with the form of guilt and shame and regrets and worries and fears and the not enoughness and all of that. And so I work with women mostly one-on-one. And then I also get to host workshops for women. I work with a lot of women in business because they just excite the hell out of me. They're driven and motivated and want to, you know, become as successful as they can, but they also don't want to sacrifice their happiness and joy and bliss along the way. And so they're excited about bringing all of that to their lives. And so, yeah, host retreats, um, Sedona in the fall and some international locations next year in Paris and Greece. And it's just the most beautiful thing being able to support women in this way. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That was very succinct, by the way, because that was a lot of years to cover Um, (laughs) (laughs) from birthing children to where you guys are now. And I mean, I have loved hearing your story in, in great detail and the redemption that you and your husband have seen and now being able to work together. And that's, I know something you didn't totally get into, but you and your husband even have your own podcast where you have talked about, you know, what you guys have been through and how you're helping people on the other side. And I know that's something that my husband and I have really honestly felt um, you know, drawn to you, drawn to other couples doing that and desiring to help. I mean, when you've been in a space that is as low as uh, you, we have both been uh, in our marriages, you know, ready to be done out of it, all of that, you know, like the only thing you can actually do when you grow uh, past that and, and, you know, reach kind of a higher level is help other people do the same thing. And I feel like we're called to do that. And we can turn our icky into awesomeness and, and again, help and kind of have that ripple effect across 
so many different areas, right? I know that one thing in business that's talked about frequently is, you know, you're probably only a few steps ahead of the person you're going to help, you know, behind you and, or you're going to help people where you were once stuck. And I didn't totally, uh, kind of connect with that. Uh, like in my marketing days, right. I went to school for marketing design. So I've always had it innately in me to do marketing design and to support people in social media and to write and all of that. I didn't have a struggle with it in the past. Right. So when people would say that, I was like, well, I mean, like I've learned more than people, but I didn't struggle with it. And so it wasn't until I got in the space of health and wellness, uh, in my doTERRA space that I was like, oh, yeah, like I've seen those steps, right? Like maybe not as far back as some people currently are in their health journey, um, but I've seen that progress a little bit for myself. And now a topic that I know we're going to discuss today is the calling that my husband and I are both feeling uh, to step into helping people in their marriages. I'm calling it a passion project right now. Um, putting the word business around it just feels a little bit too big <laughs> for mm -hmm. me. Um because it is truly a passion uh, that I have. It's a passion that my husband has to help and support. And I know we were in the darkest, deepest valley, right? The most rotten spot. And we got out, like I've said many times, uh, we got out. And now I look back and I know that a lot of people are in that same spot, in the spot of like pure desperation um, and making changes in their lives that, you know, are based on feelings, because, <laughs> right, our feelings are super big in those times, and everything yeah. is bad, and the only solution is to get out, and it feels like that's the only way, right? There's only one way, yeah. and I'm watching people around me literally just make that decision, and I, I know that it's not overnight, right? Like, I know it's not overnight that they're making the decision to end their marriage. It's a long and hidden, uh, secretive, uh, in the shadows. And I think because there's so much shame around it. Absolutely. And when we started sharing, people were like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe you're being so vulnerable about this. And so open. And I was like, but if we weren't right, people would make stuff up for one thing. Like that's what people do with lack of communication. Uh, but also they wouldn't know like the Valley and be able to relate uh, they'd be like, well, our story wasn't, you know, our story's worse. So they did it because of, right. They'd use that excuse. Like yeah. their story was easier. So that's why they made it. It's like, no, let me paint the picture for you. <laughs> yeah. Here's what it is. And I'm not trying to be in like a, oh, let me, you know, one up you and how bad my marriage was. I wish I didn't <laughs> have to do that. Uh, but I want people to see that. And I want them to know that there's like hope in every single, you know, rock bottom story. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I I agree 100%. And I think, you know, it's like part of all of our work here. And I love that saying, we're all just here walking each other back home. Mm. And it's just such a beautiful sentiment. And it's actually literally the truth. I mean, we're here trying to walk our children home. We're tr here trying to walk ourselves home, our partner other friends, anybody who we come to meet. So when something as big as this 
comes up for you, Tina, and the energy that I saw you had around it at the last meeting, I was like, oh boy, look out. There is something <laughs> big brewing here. And then that for me, I follow energy. And I'm just like this little girl with my basket following the flow of energy and seeing where it leads. And then seeing, you know, what's holding that back? What's inhibiting that? What's there? Because let's let's help figure that part out. So yeah. And, and the way you even talked about it at the meeting, I thought was, and the tears that uh-huh. came with it, I thought was really profound. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit of yeah. what you shared. Yeah. So right after um, right when I, I was with Brenda at um, our networking meeting, uh, the Refined Network meeting, we know talked about it quite a bit here on the call or on the podcast. And uh, I was there and I was like, I'm always usually prepared for what I'm going to say a little bit like, hey, here's the direction. Here's what I'm going to share with everybody around the table, because we get five whole minutes to talk about ourselves, which is, you know, a lot of time for a networking group. Right. And usually there's you know six, seven people at the table and we all get you know, for the most part, everyone gets pretty deep in like what's going on in their world. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm pretty business. Right. And I all of a sudden just started talking and I'm like, I'm going to share this. And I haven't shared it with anyone yet. I haven't shared it publicly, uh, that Preston and I really want to step into what would be marriage coaching is I guess the kind of the title, uh, that we would, we would have, which I even like say it hesitantly right now, because it's just like kind of scary to me to say it out loud. And now I'm going to go there. Right. (laughs) And when I shared it, it was, it was met with some trepidation and it's this story that I've been telling myself that, oh, another thing, Tina, right? Here's, oh, you're going to do another thing. Like, is the other thing not going well? Like, why, blah, 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 blah. Like, who are you to, you know, like just this constant, you know, story. Um, But what I shared is I had just come back um, from doTERRA's, international conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. And usually I come back and I am like fired up about doTERRA, right? I am like ready to take on the world. We're going up the ladder even farther. Like we're got this goal and that goal and this thing and that. And, and while I was there, um, almost every conversation I had was about people's marriages. Uh, when I, even with the people there and then with people that were even back home, sending me messages and connecting with me about struggles that they were having in their marriage. And I got back and a friend actually still thought I was there. And she sent me a message and she said, you know, and this was literally like two days before I talked with you, Brenda. So my Mm -hmm. emotions were just super high um, because I was wanting to help support so badly. And a friend sent me a message. She goes, I'm sure you're having um, so much fun in Salt Lake City right now, um, but this is urgent. And she shared with me that she was a couple of days away um, from signing divorce papers uh, with her husband. And this is someone that I see on a weekly basis. And I had no idea. Mm. And it just hit me so hard that even the people closest to us, we have no idea what they may be going through. And I believe one of the biggest reasons I'm not going to speak for her, um, but I know for myself is there's so much shame in a marriage, not making it or a marriage actually just having struggles. 
And a lot of the reasons why, right? Like addiction to anything, um, you know, betrayal, uh, a big piece of it, uh, simply just fading away, young kids, like there's so many different things, but admitting that maybe things aren't so great isn't easy. And it feels easier to just be like, done, let's move on. And, you know, and we use the analogy, grass is greener. I think that's overused. I should probably come up with something else, but like, we think like, oh, that is the only solution. Let's move on. So anyways, I come off of this hearing about all these different marriages and not that I'm not excited about doTERRA. I am I'm still doing the things or whatever. Um, but I came back and I sent Preston a message and I said, babe, um, things are going to change. I just know it. Like there is a, like, I can even feel it right now. Like there's this like excitement coming out of me. I know that this is something that we're supposed to do. And we sat down and I was like, I have to show you like my vision. You need to take it and put it in your own body. <laughs> like, and I need to hear your thoughts. You know, we're very different, like on every, you know, Enneagram, and, uh, you know, human design and strengths and like all the things. So I'm thankful I know all his. And so I can play into them, not manipulate, um, but I can, you know, I know how he's going to receive stuff instead of being angry about it. I can, you know, honor the differences. Yeah. So I sat down to him. I shared my vision. And he was like, that sounds like a lot. I was like, I know you don't have to do all that. You don't have to think big picture. Like, let's just think the next step, but what can we start doing? So right. yeah, I came to the meeting and shared some of that. And a lot of the like story I was telling myself about what it would mean and what that, what that would look like. And you're like, Tina, let's talk, <laughs> let's unpack this. <laughs> yes. Because when you started to explain that you hadn't shared this with anyone else, mm. I mean, you and I privately had talked about it. Like when we first met and did our, <laughs> like, Hey, do you want to meet for a quick coffee? And it turned into like a three, four hour conversation <laughs> at the coffee shop. You had mentioned it then. So to me, it was like, wow, okay, cool. This is what's coming next. It's going to be the natural evolution. Like I totally see it, but yeah. you were just like, you had to stop and pause. You literally put your hands up to your mouth and your eyes filled full of tears huh. Yeah. And you were like, I have not shared this. And I'm thinking, what? It's got to be something really <laughs> like out there. What is it? And I never see Tina like well up with tears at all ever yep. at these like meetings where you're, you know, partially in charge of running the whole thing. Yep. And you were like, it's just so new and it's so different. And I don't know. And this seems really big to me. And when I looked at you with those big tears, I just thought, Tina, what makes you feel unworthy or scared mm. or fearful to do this? Yeah. You know, and that's where I was like, okay, what, where is all the emotion behind yeah. it? Where are all the tears coming from? What is it? Mm -hmm. You know, reliving the trauma. Mm is a big piece of it. Right. Okay. Um, there's more than just my husband and I involved mm -hmm. my kids, right. Um, people that we came into, you know, interactions with during that time, old friends, family wounds, like mm. more people are affected by trauma than we believe. Right. There's a ripple of it and it's not just our story. And yeah. I think that that part of it 
uh, it's really vulnerable and I'm open. I'm, I'm so open to being vulnerable. I'll share, well, what do you want to know? Like, ask me anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess it's probably even more transparent than vulnerable. Like I'll share all the things right where you got to see even the vulnerable side of me, um, at that meeting. And I think as you ask that, that's the first thing that comes up for me is it's not just mine. It's not just my story. Yeah. And that's legitimate. And I also just in feeling into your energy, I think there's more layers to it too, but Mm. just stopping at that one, yeah, that, that is real. I even know with my life as a coach and being vulnerable on social media and sharing, like, you know, we had alcohol as a problem in our family growing up, you know, well, my mom and dad didn't per se think we did, you know? Yeah. They just kind of were the weekend partiers. So for me to be able to say that it it is vulnerable and, you know, my mom's on Facebook and definitely not my dad. Um, But, you know, it's like you are involving more people and that is real. And then like, if you have siblings and I have stories with my siblings. And so I've had a number of conversations with Denny, my husband about that. And I think it's, I think that is for sure legitimate. And then your children. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Okay. I've shared some things online. Like I just made a post on social media about how my son didn't want to go to school the other day because he was so afraid of not knowing how to do something, not knowing, like he's a straight A, 100% on everything and every assignment. And then that morning, he's first, uh, this is his second week in, no, actually his fourth week in middle school, but a new school structure. And he's like, mom, I don't know what to do with this assignment. And I don't know what to do with this. He got a bad score on a quiz. And mm-hmm. he was just freaked out, like a whole big, I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough moment, mom. And it just hit me really hard. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like I teach this to things and here's my son struggling with it. Yeah. I teach this to women yeah. and I've worked on it so much myself. And it just brings it to the forefront when your child brings it to you and you see that he doesn't know how to manage this in his life. Granted, he's only 12 years old, but still. And so I had to sh- I shared a post on social media about how that was hard for me to see, but then I had to look at the reflection in my life and where am I hard on myself and running myself ragged and not being okay, asking the questions of what to do to get support and help. And the next day he had a phone call from his cousin. And the first thing his cousin said, Hey, I read about your story about your struggle with school. And I was like, Ooh, Hey, Bo, can you hang up for a second? Can you hang on? I'm like, Oh my gosh. I didn't think I was going to get back to Bo, you know, but this is like his cousin saying it to him. And so, you know, he hung up the phone and I went through it and I explained to Bo why I shared it and how I shared it. And he was like, okay, mom, but, Mm -hmm. and that was totally cool. But so that's a valid concern. Mm -hmm. And so I think as you lean into things, you know, a lot of times I say family members, a lot of times I don't direct it and say this one, or I, I, a lot of times I'll say my son. So I'm not like allowing people to pinpoint, but gosh, your evolution is totally meant for you in the way Mm -hmm. like God wrote that on your heart. Yeah. And so I think the more you can be a a parent and, you know, upfront with people. And if there is something you're going to share, if maybe there's some of those hard conversations you do want to have with family members or friends, that's okay. But sometimes it's just, it's just your story. Yep. It's 
just your experience. And that is just the way of it. It's not like you have to name drop with all these other people, but I just want to honor that that's a legitimate fear on all fronts. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of them. And mm-hmm. one, I feel like I worked through a little bit in just the last week since we talked, actually, it's been exactly a week. I, I honor that there are people that are clearly licensed and have gone through a pile of, of uh, education and continuing ed and, and all those pieces uh, to be uh, you know licensed ma- in marriage and family therapist, right? And it's almost like the world of oils, like essential oils, right? Yeah. Like I love helping people with little things here and there, right? Like, uh, you know, a headache or earache or whatever, right? Like any of those things, like, Hey, can I help support? But I also honor the fact that there's like a medical doctor (laughs) that can also help support that or a, you know, chiropractor, like people that have, have gone to, you know, pretty extreme schooling and have lots of education around it. And so I believe there's a place for both Mm -hmm. and there's a place for a therapist and there's a place for a coach. And a little bit of it is I had to find someone that was doing it already. Right. I feel like throughout my life, I have paved a lot of paths that other people hadn't. Um, I was the first one in my, um, family to like go through college and and graduate college. And that felt like really brand new. I mean, I had to like figure out all the like financial aid and like all of that stuff and like applications, like things my parents just hadn't done. And then when I started my marketing and design company, I paved that way because there wasn't another social media marketing company. Actually that term social media wasn't even a term yet when I started my marketing company, but I knew I was going to help people with social media, Facebook, basically. Um, I knew I was going to help small businesses with it. And so another path I paved right for myself, I didn't have anyone to look forward. Like I didn't have anyone that like did those things before me to like, look at, for examples, uh, doTERRA easy. So many people, (laughs) so many people have been in doTERRA before me. Uh, that was, you know, I would say easy. There was a lot of examples to look at. And I thought, okay, well, marriage coaching isn't new. Other people Mm -hmm. have walked through this, uh, idea of, Hey, I'm not a licensed therapist. And so who's out there doing it? And (laughs) this is so synchronicity. I love how cool God is in these ways. Uh, I, became friends with a gal on uh, Instagram that we met briefly. Uh, We both uh, hosted hockey players last season. I mean, this is like how far like stretched it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And she posted in her stories about a book that she was reading. She's super fun to follow. She just shares her family. She's not in business. It's just like whole wholesome, good family content. And she posted a book um, that's called famous at home. I've actually talked about on the podcast quite a bit because it has definitely uh, changed my world in a lot of ways. And I realized they're marriage coaches. Like, mm-hmm. what? You know, like, duh. And I believe they also have the same training as my husband and I are looking to dive into. And so uh, when it clicked, like that, that was maybe, not maybe, that that was a piece that was like holding me back. I dove in. Like, I was like, okay, what are they doing? Where are they at? How are they sharing? How are they, you know, kind of yeah. playing? this space. And that helped me really check that box of that. 
you know, you, you said unworthiness that definitely was like a, who am I to, you know, fill in the blank. And I think as our listeners are here, you know, hearing me be coached and super vulnerable and transparent and all the things, I think that's a takeaway is, you know, for you, how are you, have you felt, you know, who am I to, you know, fill in the blank. I'm like, like God, I don't believe brought us through this complete struggle to not actually use it in some way. Right. So, and I, we, I mean, our counselor needs no help filming his books. I literally have to beg him to take our friends and family (laughs) like, okay, I'll send him an SOS email. I'll be like, okay, uh, Steve, um, this is what they're going through. I need you to get them in ASAP. Like divorce papers are being signed this week. Instead, could you like who else cannot have the appointment? Like I'm trying to like strategize his schedule. He's like, Tina, come on. Uh, But I actually sent him a message and I said, you know, it's just like all these confirmations that we're getting, which are so cool. I sent him a message and I asked him about a specific training and I knew he had gone through and I go, what do you think? And he's like, oh, you guys will love it, but you don't need it. And it was like, what? You're licensed marriage and family therapist who walked us through our dark. I mean, you're, if anyone knows all the things, it's him and God, like he's in our brains, you know? And he's like, you guys don't need it. Well, we're still going to do it. Uh, but (laughs) it felt really good to hear that from him. So more confirmation, which I think was really great. But the last thing, and I would love, um, some unpacking in this, I think it'd be good to chat about is another thing, Tina, really another thing. Um, and I don't know if you've been through this. I'm sure you've walked people through this, but it's definitely still hanging there. Like really another thing, Tina, what are you going to do now? So, yes. And I feel your energy and emotion behind that being Mm -hmm. one of the clinchers for sure. And might I just add about what you were just talking about? I had that same fear with feeling like, what the heck I'm a, I'm a trained chiropractor. Like, health in the human body. I love that. But what am I doing here on the other side of it? Hmm. And luckily for me, and I know this is the case for you too, because I know who you are. It's like, you know, damn well, you know what you know. Mm-hmm. And have you not helped and supported people over and over and over again, just as friends yeah. and just on the side and just, and that's what I had done for so many years. And so I too took a coaching program for a couple of years, just to learn the coaching side, some and the business side, some, but you know how many people stood up in that room of that coaching program that over those two years who would say, you know, I don't have my master's in this. So who do I think I am to teach this? Mm. I don't have my certification in that. I don't. And that is just another layer of this unvalidation process, how so many of us feel, you know, not valid enough, not worthy enough, not, not enough again. And who are you not to do it? You, the, the world has already been a witness for you to show you what the power of you have towards other women struggling, the power that Preston has towards men and putting that together. So I just, you know, want to lay that out there that it, that's like a common fear that comes up in all of us and whatever we are doing, being a mom. You know, how many of us are scared to death to be a mom thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh I'm going to break this child. I'm going to ruin this child. I'm struggling myself. How? I mean, that's like on a daily almost for all of us moms still like I'm struggling today. How am I going to help them get out of this? And so that's like the common fear and your purpose and your 
passion. And of course, you still want to take the course. That's great. But yeah, I just I just want to to recognize that that there is again something obviously written on your heart that's there for you to do that. Yeah. 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 So good and so important. But it is there and it's there for all of us. And so now I'll go back to your next question because I felt like I leaned into that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Is you know how to have another thing. Like more so, I mean, this, this falls into, you know, caring about other people's opinions, right. Which I I feel like I train people on all the time, but like it, it hits me too. Right. Like, you know, um, I know a little bit of where this comes from is I get annoyed (laughs) being real honest here. I get annoyed when people aren't all out in something. Like one of the reasons I did not want to get into network marketing is I just simply don't understand when people dabble. Like Mm -hmm. it bugs me. Like it just, and I'll be just completely honest. Like it just, it annoys me. I'll be like, how could you do that? And not want to like run to the top, like, right. Or like when people work for corporate and they are okay with like this job when they could have this job, you know, like, why aren't you working towards that? Like, that's just crazy. So that is my own internal, like, that's just how I work. And so that held me back from jumping into doTERRA. Um, yep. for over a year because I was like, well, I don't want to be the chick with a separate business card. And, and then I'm like, no, I am like, you know, I had multiple, I had four different companies, you know, when I first started doTERRA. Um, but I always presented myself as one, like I showed up as, you know, tenacious, my marketing design company. And I kind of had these hanging out in the background. Well, now I'm my identity is kind of like all over the place. Like people still reach out to me for design work or, you know, marketing. And then all of a sudden I'm getting a message about, you know, health stuff. And like, it's, you know, I'm kind of a mod podge. Like if I was to ask 20 people, Hey, who's Tina? I'd be like, go, you know, <laughs> what is, what does Tina do? <laughs> like, I don't know what they would tell you. I think you would get 20 different answers. So sure. am I, I personally like, uh, okay with m- managing multiple things for sure. I love it. Like I'm stronger, uh, like a better human being. I am more productive, which sounds just crazy, but it's the outside like voice or that like little voice on my shoulder. Like Tina, another thing, do you really need another thing? Is this going to take away from your family? Are people going to judge you? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Well, And I would also say too, this is one of the biggest learning lessons for me. And I see this in the story as you present that Mm -hmm. is that anything we have ever judged in life will come back around (laughs) us. And we will be in that position to be able to see and understand and offer compassion and empathy and understanding. And so I feel like that's how God works, right? It's like, uh, it's the, the only way for us to truly see it is to like be, Oh my gosh, here I am. Like here I am over here in this and I'm doing that and I'm doing the other thing. And I always looked at people in the past and thought, you know, figure your crap out and take that to the top. And, you know, that's where you need to go with things. And it's so much of us, like, you know, offering that judgment in a place towards other people, which is, is common obviously to judge. So we have, shouldn't have any shame at all around judging, but it's, the judgment is there for healing. Mm, mm-hmm. Just like our life is being offered for healing here. Like that's to me, that's why we have this life is to heal 
is to take that journey back home to our oneness, to our completion, to our wholeness. And so, of course, anytime we find ourselves in this, like, well, I would never do that. I would never be that way. I would never say that. I life slaps me in the face on the regular with things that I have said like that in the past. I mean, all the way from, you know, I would never get addicted to drugs. I would never like, I'm going to be so successful. I'm going to be so this, so that so perfect. And it's like, Oh, okay, Brenda. Well, let's see what happens when you rock bottom. Right. So I think one, that's just one piece of it. It's just an avenue to allow yourself to release that, you know, to allow yourself to feel and be and lean into whatever you want to be because the only permission you're ever truly looking for no matter what is your own mm-hmm. like people pleasing is it's real I get it's it a real thing. it's a real thing and so I'm not going to deny that I don't even have it myself but it's a farce when it comes down to the point that the only, only, only permission you are ever truly craving and the only one that will matter the most is for Tina to say, it's okay, Tina. Mm-hmm. I always say that in relationships, you know, like when you want your husband and partner to jump through like these hoops to show you that you're loved and to prove to you how, how much they love you and adore you. And, you know, you're not giving me enough attention and you're not. I've always said to women, he could never do anything to, to backflip, show, do cartwheels, do all these things to show you how much he loves you to the extent that you are craving and yearning and wanting the love from your own self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Hmm. Opinions of other people. It is interesting. It's really interesting to me to like dive into that a little bit more and be like, okay, well, why do I, why do I care? Yeah. Why do you care? Because, you know, one of the, um, one of my mentors years ago, he said, you know, when the voices on the inside get louder and more bold and more brave than the voices on the outside, you know, you've mastered your life. Hmm. And so it's a deepening into who is Tina? And how can we all witness her being exactly the way she naturally is with all the quirks and kinks and ups and downs and ins and outs and all of these things? Like, how can we just hold space for her to be exactly the way she's meant to be and to love her for it so that you can then reflect inward and know that what does Tina really think about this? Yeah, other people might say X, Y, Z, but what does Tina really, truly think? Like, what is your soul? I always use that word all the time with my clients. What does Tina's soul think mm-hmm. about starting this business with Preston and coaching couples? You know, in my quiet time, like definitely it's when I hang out with Jesus and listen, which is mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to do sometimes because I just want to like talk the whole time. Like when I get on the call, (laughs) when I get on the call with my coach or my counselor or whatever, I just want to like, I have to like set a timer, Tina, stop talking. You have to listen. (laughs) I have to do the same thing with Jesus. (laughs) Okay. I have to listen. Right. You know, and it feels so good. It feels heavy 
like I will say, it feels a little heavy to consider because whenever you're starting something new, whenever you're starting something new, you have to play out what your life will actually be like when you have that something new, right? And I think that's something to be said about like what you go to college for. Oftentimes, that's not played out. It's like, I want to be a chiropractor or like um, for me, uh, one of the things I wanted to do at one point was be an event planner. Well, being an event planner, what you're not really looking at is more than likely you're working every single weekend. And specifically, if you're going to work with brides now, guess who your clientele is brides. And you are going to work every weekend of the summer. Well, guess what? <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I like look out and say, okay, if your life consisted of working with couples and, and more specifically the female, and that's what I love about doing it with my husband is him, you know, the male is that, do I want to do that? Like, is that actually how I want to spend my time? And the reason I say heavy is that I know that we're going to tackle topics that I haven't experienced. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and things that, you know, I won't be able to just rest on my own story to help support what they're, what they're in involved with, or they're, they're dealing with. And we've already noticed that a little bit as couples have come to us and wanted to talk and, you know, they've, you know, I remember one vividly, you know, one story vividly, a couple, a couple came over to our house and uh, we were just sitting in the living room, kid free. And they just like completely started arguing. Like they were just like in a fight. And I'm like, I have no idea how to handle this. My husband, thank goodness, like is so good with words and and pulled us back. And it was amazing. Uh, But they left and I was like, that was a lot. Right. And Mm -hmm. so when I, this is a really long winded answer for your, (laughs) for your question, like, what does my soul feel? And is that I know that part of that story of like that in my future is going to have to be a lot of solo time for myself, uh, to be able to reflect on, you know, connection, uh, with Preston and not taking it on right for our, on our, on ourselves, um, counseling, for my, for myself to walk mm-hmm. through that. And just the resources, uh, that I know will have to kind of be a surrounded around way different than anything I've done in the past. Right. Like marketing design. I could leave that. Like if someone's logo wasn't done on time, like we're cool. Like, right. Mm-hmm. But if someone's in like severe trauma, like this is kind of like, I would say, um, this is extreme, but life or death more so than like, Hey, website, you know, or, <laughs> your social media post having a spelling error or something, you know, like there's more on the line. So my soul tells me like, this is exactly the direction uh, that, you know, we're supposed to be in. And I feel like we keep getting these signs. We keep getting things dropped on us that keep telling us to push forward. Every time I've opened my mouth now, you know, about it, I get another person saying yes. Not one person has been like, you're crazy. I mean, which that probably wouldn't stop me either, but (laughs) yeah, I haven't got that yet. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to something that I still is hold. I feel like is holding some weight for you that we should get even more clarity around when you talked about, I'm afraid of what other people may think. I'm afraid of how this is going to affect other people. I'm afraid of, you know, the opinions of other people. I'm afraid of 
Uh, what if I run into something that I don't know the answer to? What if something happens where I don't know what to tell them? What if it's beyond my scope of my understanding? What if all of this, all of those things are your way of stepping into protecting everything that Tina's not mm. and nothing to do with owning who Tina is. Mm. So you've heard me talk about, you know, so much of the work that I do around the ego, you know, what's getting in the way of you just fully owning this and jumping out and doing it full force. And it's fear. You're mm. afraid in these different ways that we just went over right now. And so the ego always wants to protect itself, protect itself from somebody not liking it, protect itself from made being the fear of being made to look stupid, the fear of being made to look not enough, the fear of being made to look inadequate. And so as long as we are unconsciously, subconsciously allowing that to lead us, which so many of us do, unfortunately, that's when we start doing these loops and circles and then second guessing and questioning and doubting. And that's so much of the energy I felt that you had at that meeting too. It felt like if I could just put words to those tears that you had, and when you looked up and, you know, put your hands to your face and just pause there is I'm about ready to take on something new that I know I have to do, but I'm scared to death of what that's going to look like. And I'm <laughs> scared to death. What if there isn't, what if I'm not enough for it? Mm. totally you put the words on it completely and now I'm writing that down <laughs> yeah but may I come in with another perspective yes that again who are you not to do it mm. and if we lean into our own faith and trust in ourselves, which again, we women are so just starting to understand what that's like. Like, what is it like to really lean into trusting and having faith in your own self, backed by God, by the way? But we're not taught in school how to trust ourselves and our intuition and that divine feminine within us that is there to carry you through each and every tiny and huge and ginormous obstacle you will ever face with this. Mm -hmm. Because if this is in your soul's path, literally the universe will split to make it happen. Not that challenges won't come up, but who you're going to be meeting in these fearful spots of what somebody else is going to say, what are they going to think? And what if I don't know the answer to this question? You're going to meet more of the real Tina that mm. will be there to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Not the Tina who you thought you had to be because that's what you had to be when you were a kid growing up to survive and make way and, you know, pull up your bootstraps and figure it out and stress and struggle and strive through it. What if it's actually the real authentic Tina who's willing and available to be open and she will find the resources because she knows that she can lean into her soul at any point in time and bring her to the problems bring her to the objections yeah that's beautiful i love this yeah yeah 
you have such a way with words, Brenda, like seriously, I'm so glad that you, well, told me we're going to do this because (laughs) you knew we were supposed to dive into this topic. And uh, the next thing that I've been like, my new fear is saying when, all right, or this is going to start at this time. And at this moment, I'm going to just continue to keep it open. And I know that God is going to clear that path. Like it's going to be very obvious of what the next step is. And I kindly need to like lock arms with my hubby and be like, okay, where are you feeling? What are you thinking? You know, he's, I'm like, he's like, I think that's a cart before the horse. And I was like, I don't think you know how I work. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I work. This is how you work. Like, I think we can meet here in the middle. So thankfully we can joke about that. Um, but that next step. So I'm excited to continue to, you know, pick it up and play with it and be super curious. Uh, as my coach tells me, she's like, just be curious, like just step into it. Yes. Step into something else, step into that, you know, play with it, see how it feels, put it on. And that's exactly the space that I know we are in right now. So I have a feeling once this uh, episode releases, uh, that my inbox will be a little fuller and I'm totally down with that. Uh, the gram is actually where I love to hang out the most. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Tina, I want to stay in touch with this. I want to know what's going on when this is released, what it looks like, all of that, that is the first place that I will update. Um, and also through, uh, my weekly newsletter. So you can jump on that by going to my website at tinapettis.com. So I know we could continue talking forever, but Brenda, I know you have some really big stuff going on in your world uh, as well. I've been able to be a participant in uh, your um, coaching days here locally, uh, but you have some stuff going on online that I think people are really, especially after hearing you, I, I know people are going to want to dive into more and that's like coming up right around the corner. So if you could share what that looks like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. But now my soul is saying, oh, wait, but one more thing for Tina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can go there. (laughs) So one of my previous mentors said, you know, if you want to start the best personal development journey in your life, start your own business, because Mm -hmm. you will see all of the things where you struggle, where you're scared, where you're unsure, where you need to step up. Also your strengths and your beauty and your all of the amazingness about you too. But I see just from that 30,000 foot view, I see you in the marketing company. I see you in the doTERRA company and you have met another beautiful understanding of who you are through all of the peeling back the layers and the compassion and the non-judgment and the stepping up and the stepping away from fear and just leaning into it in the marketing business. And that was a part of you and a beautiful part of you in the doTERRA business. And that still is and will be a beautiful part of you. But you've had to overcome different parts of yourself to show up in that business. Yeah. And this will absolutely be the same thing in this marriage coaching business is you're going to step into that greater, beautiful, more real, authentic Tina in another way with all the fears and the things that come Mm -hmm. with that. Preston will also 
you two together as a couple will also step into it. And it's like witnessing the beautiful evolution of what you came here in this lifetime, Tina, to be able to experience, mm -hmm. which is to know yourself on the deepest level of all. Yeah. 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 I love that you pulled that together with all the different businesses. And yes, you know it through and through, like the steps that I've been through in each one of those phases. So thank you for adding that. Yes, absolutely. So yes, I, I love this. Like I just, mm -hmm. I love this work and uh, the ways that it has come to me to be able to serve women is I serve local women in business at a soul aligned success workshop where we get to marriage what it feels like to be in business and then grow and evolve our souls at the same time and allow you to be more successful and carry your business with it. So I, uh, my next one, I've got scheduled October 21st at the beautiful Hotel Crosby in Stillwater. And then another amazing thing that has come out of that, that Tina, I'm not sure you're aware of, but I, it's an advanced course called the Spiritual MBA Leadership Program, where next January, I'll be launching that, where I really help women step into, you know, I always say your business is an outer expression of how you're feeling inside. And once <laughs> you get the inside, right? the outside just falls into place. We're all doing it backwards. We're trying to get the outside of our lives so perfect and so aligned. And it's like, you know, let's, let's go in and take the shortcut there and help you step into it. So your business will follow. Uh, so I have that program offered in January and we're going to Greece for another retreat for that and for other women in April. Uh, but coming up here, I only do things that I get huge downloads to do. Like as much as I hold back on some things like this next school of self-worth that I'm offering in October, I was on start stop with it all summer, like Tina and I had talked about even, you know, with a couple things going on in her life. And I honor that if something's at a start stop, it means that the universe or God or source or me, myself in my own evolution, something's not quite ready for it. So mm -hmm. I pause and I wait and then when the time is right, I know it will show up. So the time is divinely exactly right. So I created the School of Self-Worth for women to peel back all the layers of guilt and shame and fear and to be able to un understand themselves on the soul level, because that is the journey. I love bringing women back home to their soul. And so we are kicking the next School of Self-Worth off with a challenge on October 17th to the 19th or I don't even know that I like the word challenge. I like the experience of worthiness. Yeah. Come spend three days knowing what it feels like to feel worthy. And what if every single woman in the world could feel 5% more worthy today? Hmm. How could their lives be different? How could their children be different? How could their businesses be different? How could their love life be different? if they felt really worthy and deserving of it all. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I like the word experience over challenge, especially for you, because mm -hmm. you do create a really cool experience. I got to be at the very first event at Hotel Crosby, and I know it's like evolved uh, a ton. I How many did you say you've had? Like 19 or 15. This will 15. be my 16th. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so mm -hmm. many women's lives touched such a cool location. That's, I love your vibe. Like all of that stuff matters to me so much. Like, it's just not like at a, you know, holiday in, you know, lobby or whatever. <laughs> like this is a really cool space. So just being there, 
um, and the people you attract, I think, it, well, I know um, they're just amazing and you bring that out in them too. So I love that. Dr. Brenda, thank you so much for hanging out today. Truly, this was this was really good. Good for my soul uh, to unpack this. I'm glad I don't have anything to do right after we get done recording this so I can just journal my mind out and, you know, have some quiet time too. So thank you so much. Uh, as I mentioned at the, uh, um, I guess not even at the beginning, but as I mentioned already, I love to hang out on Instagram. It's you know, really, truly one of my favorite places to communicate with you as listeners. I love hearing from you. So if you want to drop into my DMs, I would love that. Um, you can find me anywhere online at Tina Pettis, Tina with an E. I'm the only one in the whole universe, which is pretty darn amazing. Uh, and so I'm really easy to find on Google and all the places. Uh, so I'd love to chat with you over there. And like I mentioned as well, uh, I have a website, tinapettis.com. And then obviously it's ever evolving. You will soon see uh, more and more added there. So thank you for hanging out and we will see you in just a couple days uh, back here on the Tina Talks podcast.